So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 4, Episode 9 of Love After Lockup. This week, Nicole meets up with Tia. Lisa and Stan go car shopping. Ray demands to meet Brittany's family. Doug buys Rachel an engagement ring. And Jeff has discovered Amazon Prime and online shopping, much to Anessa's dismay. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. If you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Things are going pretty good. I know you're vacationing right now, and I just started school. Well, I mean, at least the PD. I'm much more buzzed than you are right now, so. Yeah, I'm stone sober. (laughs) I literally just got out of work. Well, and watched the show. It's been kind of a mess of a day for me because I got in really late last night. So uh, then I had to work this morning and then I had to come home, watch three hours of television. And here I am. Yep. It's just it's very much like we we don't cheat and watch the <laughs> subscribe to Discovery Plus or whatever it is that it gets us the episodes early. So we're always watching it with everybody else. Right. Well, I think the other problem, too, is like uh, if you're traveling abroad, um, you can't uh, it detects if you're out of the country and so it will not let you stream. So there really right. is no way. And so Mr. O, sometimes when I'm out of the country, he'll be so kind as to upload it for me um, on the drive. But uh, yeah, I was kind of limited for time. Yeah. <laughs> Gentle piracy. Let's, let's start. Let's start then with start talking about our couples. We'll go with Brittany and Ray first. So Ray's parents are coming over and Brittany is showing off her penchant for making t-shirts for literally every occasion. Oh, God. This one is Ray, for Ray, just Ray, only Ray. And it says, my new life, chapter one. Demetria, Ray's stepmother, and Ray Sr. show up first, but the whole crew is there. Someone asks Ray at some point what his next move is, and he says family and kids. But Brittany says that's not going to be happening for like at least a year. Things get awkward when they start to talk about Brittany's family, and Brittany is trying to find, kind of concoct a bunch of uh, excuses to why Ray has not met her family yet without telling anybody the truth. Ray's family thinks this is pretty fishy and all the family really needs is a chance to see him and find out who he really is. As they leave, Brittany says that, you know, if they just did everything her way, it would be fine. (laughs) But after the party, Ray is still throwing a shade at her about not having met her family. And he's stuck on the one conclusion he can come to, that Brittany is ashamed of him and doesn't want her family to meet him. She says that she could call right now to show that she's serious about the relationship. So since she knows that mom doesn't want to meet Ray, her dad is the best bet here. So she calls and asks to get together so she can give updates and doesn't actually mention Ray at all for the meeting. So I was confused. (laughs) Is she just going to spring Ray on her her mom when she gets – or her dad, I guess, when they meet? Or is this just like the meeting to say, I want you to meet Ray? Uh, yeah, I think that Ray is going to do a surprise appearance. Uh, I definitely get the impression that Brittany is, well, I shouldn't say Brittany. It's more like Brittany's dad 
is just one uh-huh. of those guys that it's kind of like he's kind of a pushover. Maybe if you give him a chance to kind of think about it, maybe his reaction isn't going to be so great. But if you kind of just sprung it on him, he's not going to be rude to his face or anything like that. And it's probably, you know, she's thinking that'll be the best reaction when he has to play nice. And, you know, oh, sure. you have, uh, you know, just be polite. But if I gave him time to think about it before, then, you know, maybe he'll build up in his head like, this is a bad idea. I don't want to meet him. Yeah. And I'm just like, as as a dad, like I heard that phone call and was like, oh, my God, that's a terrifying phone call. Like <laughs> your daughter calls up and is like, uh, so, hey, dad, some stuff's going on. And I thought we could like, you know, maybe meet in a couple of days so I could give you some updates and some passion. I was like, I'd be like, how about you? Instead of doing that, just tell me now. Like, right. just, just stop doing it that. It does just sound tell me now. super ominous. Like, oh, <laughs> right? yeah, I have like some big news to share with you. It's actually really funny. I had a very, really weirdly like long and specific dream like a week ago. And in my dream, like I was uh, married and pregnant, but with someone that I had like literally just met. And in my dream, I'm like taking a walk with my dad. And I'm like, dad, I have something to tell you. And like, he immediately says, oh my God, you're pregnant. I'm like, yeah, but I'm married too. And he was like, (laughs) oh, okay, okay, it's fine. But uh, you know, it's just, it is kind of funny that like as a parent, like not being a parent myself, but just as someone who maybe is a little more anxious than the average person, like if someone said that to me, I would immediately be thinking like worst case scenario, right? And to me as yes. a dad with a daughter who's marrying or like uh, not marrying, I mean, not even engaged, but dating a convict, I would immediately be concerned that she was pregnant. That would be my first yeah. go-to thought. That's pretty much anytime, anytime you're, you're, you're – <sighs> Fertile age daughter says, I have some big news. You're like pregnant. You're pregnant. Right, like, that's, right. That's and, what you're jumping to right away. You know, and it's one of those things where I think the reason why it's like worst case scenario, it's because it's the most undoable thing, right? Like right. you can yes. get out of an engagement, you can get out of a marriage, but it's like you can't undo a kid. Right. Yeah. It's your, whatever the kid is, is all of a sudden it's like, boom, 18 years. We're, this is, we're in this for 18 years now. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I can totally see that. But just the dad seemed really cool about it. But yeah. And I don't know what Brittany's plan is, but I think you might be right. I think Brittany's plan is to kind of get him and be like, so I think I'd like for you and maybe some of the other people who might be willing to do it to meet Ray. But I could totally see Ray just being like walking into the kitchen and being like, what's up? I just see Ray being and, there. Yeah. I just walked in. Like, I think I could totally see it being Brittany's plan to slow walk this as long as she can. Yeah. But yeah. for Ray to just be like, yeah, I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm just getting a beer from the fridge. Don't worry about me. I'm right here. Like, yeah. Oh, is this your dad? Right. I felt bad for, you know, Ray in the situation and even Ray's family. They get it. They're like asking her like, oh, is he like a secret or something? And like it is pretty messed up if like that's, you know, what's happening. And it kind of is. She is yeah. ashamed of him and the family's calling her out on it and they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like the 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 truth of what's going on is not as bad as the lie she's letting like take root, right? If she right. said, no, you're not a secret. I told my mom about you. She has, 
you know, my mom has issues. She was really messed up and she is not interested in meeting you because you've been in jail. We're working on it. We're going to get there. Right. Yeah. Instead of just being like this way, which makes it sound like she personally is embarrassed of Ray or ashamed of Ray. Yeah. Rather than being able to foist it onto my mom has issues, you know, <laughs> like that's a much, it seems easier to swallow for me rather than I have issues with you. It's this other person that you haven't met yet that has, you know, issues that she shouldn't have with you. Right. Oh, speaking of issues, so many more couples with issues. Let's talk oh, Deontay and Nicole. So Deontay is brokenhearted and feeling betrayed over what had happened, which was basically, you know, Deontay rolling up on Nicole and Zach, her ex. But Deontay deduces that the guy from yesterday was Nicole's ex, which then frustrates Deontay because Nicole had made him delete all his exes from Instagram. Deontay meets with his friend Derek to give him the lowdown on what had happened. Derek knows his friend way too well, even though it's common knowledge, as he says, that Nicole is a hoe, he knows Deontay will just forgive her. Nicole then, like as if on cue, calls him to try and meet up, but on her terms, like when she's free. And Deontay just caves and agrees to meet up with her, you know, tomorrow. Deontay says he can't help it if he loves her, and Derek says he can't help it that he's a dumbass. <laughs> Deontay is trying to convince himself that, you know, yesterday was just about closure. And he says that he just needs a little reassurance that this was a one-time thing and then everything will be fine. Meanwhile, we hear from Nicole that she has, uh, she has plans Deontay would be pissed about. Nicole says that, uh, then we get the commercial break, and she says that she's bougie and that doesn't me mesh well with going to prison. You know, she likes her hair and her nails done. And she also says she likes to have fun and be bad. It's like, all right, Nicole, you're you're not mm -hmm. special. Like, there's a lot of you out there that are <laughs> oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only only a certain number of people like to have fun. Oh, my goodness. I know, yeah, right? And that are bougie, here. right? And it's like, <laughs> no. Okay, Nicole then tells us that you know, sex with Zach wasn't exactly what she expected, and it kind of left her a little underwhelmed. So now she's going to try things out with Tia, you know, just to compare notes. Then she's going to go back to Deontay, you know, after she's like, you know, seen which one's the best. Uh, we then get to meet Tia, who is surprisingly, at least to me, we'll get to this, basically a tatted out butch lady. I was not expecting that with a name like Tia. Uh, they reminisce on the fun times that they've had. Uh, Tia says that she hasn't been with anyone since she's been out of prison because she's just trying to get her life together and stay clean. Uh, Nicole gets Tia back to her hotel room where she straddles her as they make out. Uh, Nicole says that she'll deal with the consequences later and she just wants to live in the now. All right. So like I said, I expected Tia to be different. Maybe it was the name. What did you right. expect Tia to look like? I mean, I don't know. I think it's probably a bad sign, whatever I say, but I kind of expected her to be Hispanic. Um, was one thing. Once again, going off of the name, I don't think that's completely unreasonable. I don't think Tia is a very common name. I, I personally don't know any Tias. I don't know any Tias. Like, I, no, Becca, I have known Tias. I have known Tias, but they- Right. Was Tia and Tamara Mori. That's exactly, like the exactly. only Tia like <laughs> I sister, know sister, of. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't expecting someone so like manly looking. 
Like, Tia had, like, the boy haircut. She had, like, the popped collar. A tattoo on her face. That also was surprising. Right, like, right. They, 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 but they very much teased. I feel like they teased it on purpose when, you know, during the earlier and say coming up next, coming up next. Yeah. Because Tia also, you know, she was wearing, like, baggy jeans that were, like, sagging. Like, she was sagging her baggy jeans, right? And had, like, boxer briefs on underneath of them. So, they kind of, like cut it so that like, you'd see her pants and so it totally looked like she was with another with dude. dude with a guy yeah. yeah and i was like who is this guy and it turned out it, that was tia right like it just it it just, it, sh- it was surprising to me not not necessarily because somebody in prison named tia looked like that but it <laughs> didn't seem to me that that was somebody that nicole let me answer yeah that um nicole would be into Maybe it makes sense just because of Zach and uh, just because of Zach, I guess. She, really, it, like maybe Zach, but I mean, even not Deontay, Deontay which he's really. not clearly, clearly not physically into, but he's like skinny. Like, <laughs> he's I a, guess yeah. he's a skinny guy. He's a skinny, lanky guy. Like, if that's what you're into, I mean, skinny and lanky enough that he put on when he was bench pressing. He needed like super amounts of help to get the 135 up. <laughs> so I'm not sure which is better. Like Stan last time, you know, putting his 75 pounds on there or Deontay putting 135 on there, which is like, I don't know. I feel like that's the manly man bro code minimum for being able to bench press is 135. <laughs> like, cause it's, cause it, because it's a 45 on each side. But like he clearly needed a lot of help getting it up. Oh, my gosh. Well. <laughs> You know what we're saying in more ways than one. Um, well, I don't think he has problems in that other way. Right? I don't think he has problems in that. No, other given either. Nicole Junior. and you right know, all the other shenanigans that have gone on. I always like it when the friend shows up because he. I Derek, love Derek. He yeah, he's so funny. I know yeah. he has no problem making Deontay look like an idiot. Right? He's like, "You're a dumbass." Or he's like, "I know she's a hoe. She knows she's a hoe." Everybody knows she's a hoe. Right. Yeah. It was like, but oh, here's the thing, though. I don't think she does think she's a hoe. Derek clearly thinks she's a hoe, right? But Right. Like, she just keeps – and I don't know how much – this is always my question with Nicole. How much is she lying to us and how much is she lying to herself? Right? I don't know. Because, because she's always doing that, I just need to figure things out. Well, it's like, yeah, okay. Well, you can say that, but like – Figuring, I mean, she basically was like, I just want to figure out who I like having sex with the most. <laughs> if that's what she meant by figuring things out, then she's right on. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's hard for me to relate, but I never really truly believe that anyone is like that emotionally clueless, right? You have sure. some idea, but at the same time, you know that it looks bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. that's why you lied other people about it. Cause it's just like, well, I don't want other people thinking that I'm just using this guy. And yeah, maybe I'm like confused. Like, oh, both of these people have like good qualities. I'm not saying you can't be confused about, you know, like decide if you were deciding between two people. I'm not saying that you can't be like that, but to consciously treat you know, Deontay, the way that she's been treating him, knowing the situation and lying to people like that to me is where it's like more of a choice. And she's just choosing like and making it look a certain way because it makes her look bad. She's basically using him. So she's not going to come out and say like, oh, yeah, it's really between Tia and Zach. But I got to keep Deontay in the mix because he's the one actually like bankrolling this, you know, so yeah. 
I'm going to keep him in the mix. He's not really going to be an actual winner in all of this. Um, sure. You know, sure. and I'm still figuring things out. Like, you can't say that. Instead, you have to say, oh, well, you know, I do really care for Deontay, but I also have feelings for these other people. So I'm just trying to figure it out, right? You don't mention right. the money. So your answer is she's lying to us and she's not lying to herself. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yes, I, that's what I truly <laughs> believe, you know, because even even when she's in her interview, like she doesn't seem very convincing to me. It's just like, I don't know. But she doesn't seem – she could tell – the way she talks is tricky mm-hmm. too because she couldn't convince me that she had pancakes for breakfast if mm-hmm. she said that. She'd be like, uh, breakfast, I had like pancakes, uh, and I'd be like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you had pancakes <laughs> because you said it like that. And so it, it's it's a very unconvincing manner of speaking with whatever she says. But I mean, I'm certainly not convinced. I don't I don't believe anything she says in the interviews, and I'm not being taken for that for that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I don't know. Let's going on going on to something else where we can question what we believe. I'm going to go to Rachel and Doug. Oh gosh. Okay. So. Rachel seems to be taking care of everything around the house, like plugging in Doug's ankle monitor, making breakfast and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but not getting any bacon. Doug says that he's getting to know Dougie better and better. And Rachel is naively hoping that what Crystal said about Doug last time isn't true about him being a dog and a scammer or whatever. We find out that Doug has a job now, but is getting help from his friend, brother, Mike, I don't know which one it was because he kept saying my brother, brother. my friend. It was his brother, brother. Okay. Buying a ring. Mike thinks that this is pretty suspicious since Doug has never stuck to one girl ever before. Anyway, next we see Doug waiting and kind of calling Rachel and being mad as he, to get in her car to go to some mystery location. They end up going to, nice, to a nice park and Doug talks um, in an interview about how much he loves Rachel and is devoted to her. So anyway, he takes her to his like riverside like bank and gets down on his knees, which is hilariously makes him just barely shorter than her. <laughs> he's yeah. on his knees. And he like reproposes, I guess, or whatever that ring thing is about. Rachel is touched and likes it, even though she's pretty sure her family is gonna ask if the ring is stolen. Oh, okay, gosh. so my thing is we're going how it's I started this with how much do you believe? So how much do you believe this, what I think was pretty clearly a Doug rehabilitation episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think that he has good intentions. Um, mm-hmm. I do also think that he knows he has to keep Rachel happy. You know, it's yes. like, yeah. you know, if he wants sure. to keep this train going, he's got to keep her happy. So, and he, I think he knows that this is one way to make her happy. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's the best decision for him to be spending all this money on a ring. And I get it. I actually really appreciate the fact that he's like trying to pay Rachel back in like a different way, right? So maybe right. his money isn't necessarily contributing to the household because we did hear that Doug got a job. So, you know, he it's it's going to be his money because that was the first thing. We didn't really find out he had a job until after he was kind of ring shopping. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a second. Is Rachel paying for her own ring in some weird, like, indirect uh, way? Yeah, and, yeah, we've seen that before. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I was, you know, about to get upset. So, I think he has, like, good intentions. Um, but at the same time, I do think maybe he is going over the top because he knows he got to keep mama happy. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. And I don't know that he knows – 
very other, very many other ways to do it. Like he's definitely kind of lived a the materialistic type life where he's just like the things. Like even him, like you talk to Rachel, you know, the four Bs. He needs yeah. he needs people to give him stuff. Like give me yeah. stuff, make me happy. And so yeah, obviously giving her stuff is going to be the way he finds the way in, into her heart. But I think you're right. It's very much like, uh oh, things are getting a little, things are going in a little bit of a wrong direction. Got to got a course correct. Got a course correct. Buy or something. Yeah. Right. Right. But it it does because it does feel like everybody in the family last time was like, dude, don't fuck this up. Don't I fuck know. This, up. this I is feel too like good. That's that's like a very much a common theme. It's like everyone like so worried he's going to mess it up, and. I don't know. Do you think he can be faithful? Okay, so if you were someone who literally had never been faithful to a single partner, do you think you could mm-hmm. go the other extreme? Because, I mean, it's not even just like, oh, like this is, you know, okay, I'm going to try, really try not to cheat on this next person. You you went straight the other extreme, like marriage. Yes. I mean, it's like, that's to me is like, I'm going to really try to stop smoking. It's like, you can say you're going to really try, but like, it, it, it to me, it's also like, well, what actionable steps have you taken to correct your behavior or the underlying things that went into cheating and whatever it was that went that goes under? I mean, I think for the time being, he's probably pretty set because he's on house arrest and he's yeah. not like doesn't really have the opportunity to meet a bunch of other women. Yeah, and I don't know how what the caliber of woman is that's going to be working in the warehouse with him. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, uh, if there's any at all, right? right? And so, I definitely think he's he's starting off on the right foot in that his opportunity to cheat is much much lower than it was before. Sure. That said, that doesn't stop people from cheating all the time, right? And so it it kind of depends on we don't know much about kind of what the root cause of his cheating was before. Was it like a a self that he, is one of those things, you know, some people cheat because they want to break up relationships. They're done and they want to, they want out and they don't want to like actually do it. So they cheat and get caught and go, oh, I guess we're done now. Right. Some people just have whatever needs aren't being met. There's a, so many different reasons that people cheat that I don't know if he's really A, considered what his reasons are and B, fixed that problem. Yeah, my guess is that he hasn't because we've already seen or heard about his, uh, you know, reaction to the idea of therapy, you know? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Like, right. I'm going to I'm gonna outsmart the therapist and the therapist supervisors, like, they can't get me. So it's like... I have a super brain that's Im- impossible to be therapied. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if he really has kind of gotten to the root of why he does... I don't know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, and I think this is, this could be said to be true of many people who get in trouble a lot, either like, I would say in the classroom or with the law is that they have impulse control, you know? And I think sure. that's a lot of what cheating is, is impulse control. Okay. I don't think that it's unnatural for people to have like, a, you know, physical attraction to someone else. But the difference between cheaters and non-cheaters are the cheaters actually like can't um, you know, self-control and they can't uh, contain themselves enough to like not cheat, right? But everybody, I think, has those thoughts. Oh, sure, sure. Everybody everybody is attracted to other people. But I yeah. feel like it, it's much more than an impulse because it doesn't take – like impulse control is when I, you know, 
take one more cookie that I want that I intended to take because it's right there and I took it and it took me one second of weakness, two mm-hmm. seconds of weakness, and the cookie's gone, right? It takes a little bit more effort to sleep with somebody <laughs> than to just be like, oh, we were here and oh, oh, we slept together. Oh man, dang, I didn't mean that to happen. Like you have to like take multiple steps along yeah. a road for that to happen. But I would also argue a lot of cheating, I would also venture to say, I mean, I don't know statistically, but I would venture to say that a lot of cheating happens um, under the influence, right? Sure. And like people's yeah. concept of time is just different under the influence, right? So it might not seem like a series of, you know, thought out decisions that led to something. It all kind of melds mm-hmm. into like one thing. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, I definitely, when I think of the people who talk about cheating as an impulse control thing, well, it just mm-hmm. happened. I'm like, man, y'all live very different lives than me that you just go about your daily life and all of a sudden like <laughs> the prospect of sex with someone comes up just like, oh, it's just here in front of me and okay, like the cookie. <laughs> like it's, it's, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It definitely happens when you're at like, if you are under the influence and people are getting, you know, dancing and stuff like that. It just doesn't, they always make it sound as if it was something that just had presented itself independent of what I was doing. I wasn't flirting back. I wasn't giving any signals. She just all of a sudden was like, here we go. And it was like it. So I'm, I, but yeah, I mean, we, but we've seen already that Doug doesn't really have that impulse can thing, thing under control the way he screamed and yelled at his family. Right. Right. I mean, he just, he just has this idea of it. This completely unfounded idea that he's just going to willpower everything to the way he wants it. He's going to do it with Dougie. He's going to do it with this, this this marriage making it work. And he's going to do it with not going back to jail. He's just going to – I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. And I decided things are going to be the way I want them to be. And that's what's going to happen. And it's like yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust that. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of a lack of trust, let's talk about Anessa and Jeff. So Jeff has discovered online shopping, much to Anessa's annoyance. He has brought a drone so he can surveil the area since he's not allowed to leave the property. He has actually spent thousands of dollars on Anessa's credit card, we find out. Kyle is getting suspicious of all the packages that are being delivered, so he decides to confront Jeff about all the spending. And Jeff is already aggravated about Kyle not minding his own business. Jeff tells Kyle that these issues are between a man and his woman. Kyle just says that he's seen the hurt Jeff has caused Anessa in the past, and he just doesn't want to see her hurt like that again. Jeff just tells Kyle not to meddle and then kind of walks away. Kyle immediately goes inside to tell Anessa that Jeff's keeping a secret, and Anessa demands to know what it is. So Kyle tells her, and he tells her that Jeff has an 18-year-old kid. Kyle has a theory that I hadn't thought about that the kid is actually younger and he's just saying it's 18. Uh, And Anessa isn't sure what to do with this information. And Kyle says that she's more than welcome to confront Jeff and let him know that, you know, Kyle told her. Anessa isn't really concerned about an 18-year-old kid. She's more worried that there's, if he's keeping this a secret, there's got to be other secrets. All right, so... Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that Jeff has any more secrets? Yeah. <laughs> Secret women. I think Jeff, Jeff is just a big ball of secrets. Like that's all Jeff is, is secrets. I, I just don't – I don't really think he's leveling with Anessa on any level at all. Yeah. Um, and he never did and he just – and I think – I just don't think he knows how to do that, right? Because 
because that's what we said. We said before, Kyle said now, this is a secret. The issues here predate Anessa. Like there's yeah. nothing that that is going on here that really she should be all that upset or hurt or offended by, except for the fact that he's hiding it from her. Yeah. When she found out, she was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, information. But why isn't he telling me this? I mean, and I, I actually, I am more strengthened in our theory from last time that this was 100% a trap for Kyle. Oh, sure. You're to tra- to test his allegiance or something. Right. Well, he, now he has a thing. Now he has, hey, I was going to tell you that tomorrow. Right. right. Now he can say that. I was going to I was going to tell you that tomorrow. And now Kyle is just in here meddling with our marriage and he's just sticking his nut out. He's what t- asking me how much money I'm spending. And he's telling you my secrets. And you need to stop seeing this guy. He needs to be out of our lives because all he's trying to do is break us up. Like that was 100 percent what he did that for. Yeah, that's kind of difficult when Kyle lives like on the property. I mean, we <laughs> we had speculated before that we weren't sure if uh, Kyle, you know, owned the land or Nessa maybe owned the land or, you know, but we were right. thinking that definitely they both live on the same plot of land and they're not just next door neighbors. Right. Yes. So, I mean, I just think that's that's the game. That's the play that's coming next. I feel oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. As because he's already like, you're too up in my business. And it's one of those things that's like, I don't know. I haven't had anybody up in my business that much, but. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess I haven't either. And so I guess it's hard for me to, to judge that. But I've also never given any given anybody enough reason to be right, up in my business right, that much. Yeah. Right. I've also never spent thousands of dollars of someone else's money in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I yeah. kind of feel like too having nothing to do with you. It's a lot of having to do with the other person, right? It's like I sure. get it that Jeff is a shady ass person, but quite honestly, I feel like Kyle would be like this with almost anyone, and it has to do with Anessa. She's not making historically good relationship decisions, and so it's like those sure. are the those are the people that you worry about, and so those are the people that, you know, you think about, like, if I had a friend like Anessa, I could see myself not necessarily meddling the way that Kyle has, but being concerned that she wouldn't speak up for herself. She wouldn't mm-hmm. kind of find these things out herself. And so it's kind of like, well, do I need to intervene? Do I need to have, like, a tough conversation with the partner to try to set them straight and be like, hey, listen, she isn't going to confront you about these things, but... Like, it's not cool, you know? So I kind of feel like it's really the way Anessa is that Kyle is being meddlesome like this. Although, like I said, Jeff is also shady. Definitely feels like you're right. It's her friend and her friend has like a three strike policy and strike Mm -hmm. one is – well, Anessa thought you were a good person to date. So strike one. Like, we yeah, already like, right. had our suspicions. Like, strike so. two, you stood her up how many times? <laughs> right. Right. And so – and strike three, you just stole – you just spent like thousands of her dollars. Like, yeah. As soon as you found out what Amazon.com was. So, oh, God, like, I know, right? And and that's just so weird. Like of all the things – he still didn't fix his teeth yet. But he bought drones. Well, that's because you can't fix your teeth with Amazon. Can't fix your teeth with Amazon. Sure. You can maybe but, I mean, improve it with Smile Club, but, you know. He, oh, he needs a lot more than Smile Club. Yeah, exactly. Man needs, that means a lot of dental. But you'd think he would have, like, at least looked into it. Like, that would have been priority number one. But mm, instead but of a drone easier. so he can surveil the neighborhood? Yeah, that was like, dumb. 
And didn't he crash it like at the end too? Oh He's yeah, like, they, oh, they definitely okay. made sure they showed his crash because I got the impression when they were talking that this was not his first drone. He's like crashed like multiple of these things yeah, already, probably. <laughs> Which is not surprising to me. Like, it, he's been in, in jail for so long. I don't think he's great with the joysticks. Right, right. I just, oh, yeah. Right. So, Ben, last up is our Carl Van Stan and Lisa. So, Stan makes some breakfast in bed um, for Lisa following some... Ew. Which he calls strenuous activity. Ew. And Lisa tells us is a lot of butt stuff. Anyway, Stan says says he is – she is a 10 out of 10 in his book. That's referring to her in the bedroom. Lisa, though, has a different plan for today. She wants to go car shopping. But Stan has two reservations about this. One, Lisa still doesn't have her license. And two, the last woman he bought a car for him for left him immediately after after he bought the car. So he wants more security from her because he doesn't want that to happen again. So, you know, Lisa thinks he's being like a little bit too much in all this. So we see them at the used car lot. He promised her a car and he wants it to be a nice car since he can't have his girlfriend riding around in some junk. So he has, you know, this has some history with her car shopping it is because the first time she went to prison, it was because she stole a car when she was test driving it. So random. (laughs) She ends up picking, I think, which is a Chevy Equinox. Um, and anyway, the deal is he's going to make the down payment and she's going to make the monthly payments. Um, everything seems to be okay, going okay for Stan now. You know, he's doing well. She's putting out. Everything's going good so far. But then we see her texting about meeting up with someone as she says in an interview that, you know, the whole everything we always see, oh, I'm still hiding something from him. Oh, goodness. All right. So do you think this is going where it looks like it's going and she's hiding a, a, another man, a side guy from him? I, I don't know. I kind of don't think so. Now, the reason why I don't think so is because if she really had another man, I don't think she's coming back to Stan after that last argument. Fair. You know, because that was like one of those things where I was shocked she went back. And I think, you know, it was one of those situations where if she didn't have to go back, she wouldn't have gone back. Because she seems like some uh, a bit of a stubborn person with uh, some pride, you know. And so it's like those are not the people that are going to come crawling back going, oh, I guess I do love you. I really did miss you like last couple days, you know, just – she needed him. She said she ran out of money. And so if she had mm-hmm. any other option, yeah, she's taking it. Yeah, I think you're right. That 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 does scan. Like if she had another dude to go to, she would have gone to another dude. Yeah. So then I, I don't know because the way it was is, you know, oh, I'll see you tonight or something like that. That I totally could be a kid or something or something, something he's hiding kid wise. Right. She's hiding that she's hanging out with her son, maybe even giving her son some money. That's, uh-huh. you know, kind of funneling it stands uh, like inadvertently giving the son money because she, you know, he's giving money to Lisa and Lisa's giving that same and she's money. she's turning around giving yeah. money to, to her son. Yeah, it's probably something like that because you're right. I mean, she needed this car though. Like, yeah, she's going to get that license real quick. 
don't know how that's <sighs> Okay, if Stan is so concerned, and I get it. If you've been burned before, especially with a big financial investment like that, I understand your hesitation in basically like repeating the same thing. And I'm sure, you know, we say this all the time. It's like, you've already done the exact same thing. Like, how are you not learning your lesson, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that Stan is like nervous about it, but I feel like there's other ways to deal with it. It's the problem is, is that Stan doesn't want his name on this car because he doesn't want to be on the hook for these additional payments. But he's like trying to make it all seem like he's being all altruistic. Like, no, I want her to think that it's her car and know that it's like have some pride and ownership and like having something. It's like, no, dude, you just don't want to be stuck with the payments if things go south. That's a hundred percent it. And that's, that's, he wants her name on the car. That's one way of dealing with it. Yeah. Because if she turns around and runs away with the car, okay, whatever, I'm done. I don't have to, they're not going to come after me for it. My name wasn't on it. I paid my share. Yeah. But then at the same time, he wants the best of both worlds because he's still concerned about, well, I'm still investing something into this car and I don't want that to be completely gone. So that's why he's trying to lock her down. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. It's one of those things where he, Seems like he's being slick, but yeah, is not like we saw right through it. We saw like this is a suspicious way of <laughs> right. me dealing with paying for this car. Like what is up? Because most of the time, if you're like gonna marry somebody, I mean, it's I don't know. Every time I've bought a car when I was married to somebody, we it was under both our names. Yeah, like this just seems and that because that's a way to have legal recourse if she does just run away with it. You can be like, right. no, that was my car. You can't just leave with it. Right, right. Right, but but it's I don't know. He, he just it's it's so much going on here in terms of what he's doing and how he's like managing his managing of Lisa. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh one quick just I guess fashion note. Lisa's hair is looking pretty rough. It's like Oh, the extensions? Yeah, oh, it's like yeah. I don't know yeah. how you get them to look like that so fast or maybe a lot of time has gone on but it's like how have you not fixed that yeah it just it looks like she just has a ring of knots around her head about like half inch down off her crown yeah which is why she's wearing like a headband in the interviews i'm pretty sure yes i I probably agree yeah that that's probably true but you know that's why stan got the wigs i know but he could have saved money because didn't he spend like some like a couple thousand not cheap wigs yeah i I thought he paid like less than two thousand but like over one thousand i thought he paid something like that but it's like like the three it was like yeah yeah, it was like uh, probably like five to six hundred per like right yeah he could have paid for extensions for a little while you know and then she wouldn't have to look so rough right now right oh yeah All right, so that pretty much covers everyone this week, except for we did not hear from Courtney and Josh. And Mm -hmm. I will make a quick note of this because they did do a dedication at the end. It seems like we have lost another former castmate. Um, If you recall a couple months ago, uh, Tracy of Clinton Tracy um, had a drug overdose. And um, Mr. O, I know you have not seen this because it was the very, very first season of uh, Love After Lockup. It was Alla of – who was – James. James and Alla. And James was this – I want to say he was ex-military – um, he was very obsessed with Allah because Allah was a former model. 
And so, you know, he was just like taken by the fact that this woman was like model, a model. model. All I could hear is model. All I could hear is model. Yeah. Data model, right? So she mm-hmm. got out and I know she there were some moments where she looked rough. Like it it was pretty evident during their season that she was struggling with addiction almost immediately after getting out. And she was living with him. And he was pushing her to go to like see her agent, like, you know, do some work like in modeling. And she was just like she was struggling just to stay sober. So it was very, very sad to to see that uh, she didn't quite make it. So, yeah, that is sad. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, speaking of this week, though, uh, who was your student of the week? My student of the week was Ray. Oh, mine like, too. Just, I mean, he, he put his foot down. He was like, yeah. hey, something weird is up. We're going to meet your family. Make it happen. Like, end of story. Yeah. And it was, it's not because it's not an unreasonable request. Sometimes no, they do that and not. put their foot down for like ridiculous yeah. things. This is totally not ridiculous. Like, I want a boob job. And you're like, nah, yes, nah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're serious about this relationship, I need tits. Like, yeah, that is right. not a serious conversation. I need to meet your fa- family. Yes, that makes sense. Right, right. Absolutely fair. Yes, I agree. So, also, the reason why I had Ray as student of the week. Okay, what about your dunce? Uh, Deontay. Uh, like just- We're on the same page this week because, yes, same. Speaking of boob jobs, Deontay, come on. You're going to let her kind of be like, oh, because she's the one who called. Let's remember that. She yes. calls him, mm-hmm. says, hey, like, let's meet up. And he says, okay, well, but what about tonight? And she goes, oh, I can't tonight. Uh, tomorrow. It's like, you're the one who called him, you know, yep. and you're yep. kind of like asking forgiveness and you're going to be like, nah, doesn't work for me. What about tomorrow? That doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't fit into my schedule. I was going to go screw somebody else tonight. So how about tomorrow when we can make up then? Like- Which, okay, we get it. Like she's kind of a terrible person and we kind of come to expect that from her, you know. But then Deontay being the idiot, like, oh yeah, okay, that's good. Well, I guess we'll yeah. like, hang out tomorrow. It's like, ew, why are you accommodating her schedule? Just be like, no, that doesn't work for me either. He shouldn't meet with her at all. Like, right. He, it should be done. Like with the way. Listen it's going, to your friend Derek. <laughs> yeah, Derek knows what's up. Exactly. Exactly. Apparently, so, everyone else so knows what's up too. Everybody knows she's a yeah, hoe. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. What about your life lesson? <laughs> right. Life lesson goes to your, what the one thing you had a reaction to with Stan and Lisa, oh, and so. It's, you know, going to Lisa, probably oversharing, right? Because the number of people that need to know you're into butt stuff oh God, I know, is right. exactly equal to the number of people that you want to do butt stuff with. Uh, like that is the number that it, no one else needs to know. We're, we're good. Those two numbers are the same number and then we're good. Nobody else needs to know. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So my life lesson is inspired by Jeff. Uh, nothing in a relationship is really ever between two people, right? So people confide in their friends. And I actually think that's really healthy and normal to confide in Mm -hmm. a friend because it really serves as a sounding board, you know, and your friends, if you have good friends that aren't just yes people, like they keep you in check. Right. And even sometimes it's kind of like a rubber duck decoding um, or debugging. Yeah. It's kind of like the act Uh of, you know, talking it out kind of makes you realize, oh, I was wrong. You know, (laughs) even if your friend doesn't say something. So, you know, if you don't want to be subject to judgment, because I think that's what Jeff's thing is, is like 
He doesn't want people to meddle because he doesn't want to be judged and told what to do. It's like, well, then don't do anything shady and then you'll be fine. But like, obviously, that's not realistic expectation of anyone. So just, you know, keep in mind, it's always going to be more than just you and and someone else. That's literally one of the things they did. They ask people about like or the the, the things you look for if someone's being abused. It's like, Mm -hmm. did they cut them off from their friends? Yeah. Did they want them all to themselves and they didn't let them confide in their friends and family? That's like a big sign. Right, right. right. And I just find it interesting that you said, you know, Jeff doesn't want to be told what to do. It's just we see over and over again. We see that. We see the people who end up in prison where they're literally told what to do at all times are the people who are just like, I hate being told what to do. Like, it's like, it's kind of like you, you don't get away from that. You don't get to yeah. avoid that in your oh life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, I think they would know the most because it's like, well, you've seen the consequences of someone trying to tell you what to do and you just like, you know, going on your own path. So it's like, right, I don't right. understand. You see how like, that goes, right? I get that yeah. you're not happy about it because, you know, a lot of times like people aren't unhappy, are aren't happy about rules that they have to follow, right? And I mean, I think that's like generally true. No one wants to be told what to do, but you just understand if you're part of society, that's just something you kind of have to accept that that's part of it. You can't just do whatever you want whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it, it completely falls apart if you don't. So, and that's where we're headed. All right, (laughs) so- we have, I don't know, what, two more? One more? No, no. Left? They said uh, they said that there's a two-hour finale next week. Okay. And then uh, we jump right into Life After Lockup the week after. So okay. we've got one more two-hour episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's better than trying them when they overlap. I hate when they overlap. I yeah, like yeah, overlap. yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't even think they could because that would be weird. How would you set up? Because we're supposed to be seeing Deontay. Oh, that's right. Again. Mm-hmm. And I think, was it Stan we saw again? I think it's Stan. Yeah. Yes, I do think So, it's like, Stan. if you have those people in life after lockup, that would be weird if they were in both, unless you just didn't include them in the first In the couple first episodes. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so we will be back next week to cover the two-hour uh, season finale. That'll be exciting. Yes, we will. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, hopefully All we'll right. see from everybody and see where everybody goes. All right, okay. see everybody then. See you then. Bye. Okay, bye.